Hey, hey, it's Jen. Welcome back to the High Life Uncut. Hey, it's Alex. Uh, so, Jen, we just started a Oztag competition. How are you finding that so far? Oh, yeah, so we're doing a summer comp. Um, look, it's going all right. So, before going in, I knew that I could throw a ball, a football, and I knew that I could catch a football. I never claimed that I could in motion. Look, in motion is very different, though. In motion, like I said to you before we started, it's very different. And you said to me, oh, this is a skill, I'm proud, I can definitely do this. I can catch a ball. And I was like, okay, sure, I don't no, know I, I can. I can catch a ball, I can catch a football. Okay, I'll give you that. And you can, can catch a ball, but... And I can pass a football motionless, without yeah. motion. But then because to that my point, cousins taught me yeah, when I was okay. younger. Sure, now you know you can catch a ball. But in motion and playing sports, it's probably very different, right? Because you didn't play many team sports when you were younger, right? I played zero. <laughs> so how are you finding it now then? <laughs> Um, it's an interesting experience. I think the biggest thing is like basically when like we're on the field and we're playing with practice, and what I was trying to do was like get my ball to the other sub. One thing I've learned is like in a team sport, you have to verbally communicate all of your thoughts the whole time. Whereas every other sport I've grown up doing that was like competitive, it was kind of like all in my head. Well, individual sports are yeah. because individual sports is all about your personal performance and how your mind is compared to it. Else. If, you, if you're better, more stronger mentally, you're better off individually. But in a team sport, you definitely need to include your teammates because without including them, we don't, we're not mind readers. We're just exactly yeah. I completely get it. Like, but would you count nippers as a team sport? Because I did nippers. No. So the reason I would consider nippers. So for listeners who aren't from Australia, nippers is like a surf life saving kind of rescue race kind of thing. But it is an individual. Still an individual skill. Sure, you may do like a relay and compete with each other, but it's still individual. Because you're on the same team, so because you're like representing your club in the heat. Exactly, but you're not competing together. Sure. So then it's still individual. You may do, it may be like a relay fashion where it's, but that performance purely up to you. It's still an individual performance. Oh, we're interesting. Yeah. Also, yeah, so nippers, basically, if you're not quite sure, maybe you don't quite sure because you're from the beaches. Um, around Australia, but basically in business, this beach kind of sport, like through life, so surf life saving, and basically you learn about beach safety, learn how to surf, and they turn into like this game, and it's quite fun. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very physical activity. Super physical, yeah. Yeah, but Super definitely fun. not a team sport. Obviously, tennis and swimming, like you said, you've done in the past, you yeah. me, they are generally individual sports as well, generally. And a very general statement, those sports are general. Too. True. And I guess skiing, I've done skiing, so that's individual. Did ballet, that's individual. Um, I think that's all I've done, actually. Skiing, swimming, but now, tennis, now, now you're fight, learning team sports? Get, get used to it? Yeah, it's definitely something to get used to. It's interesting, though, because, you know, we're doing it with work in a team, and you are our coach. Look, it wasn't, wasn't my choice that I was the coach, but... I think to that point, I've always played sports growing up. So team sports for me is it's very social. It's it's very fun. Uh, but when you have to be serious and do the game, you be serious. You play the sport properly. You work as a team. But to the point, being a coach, it is interesting. Kind of coaching everyone because everyone has different levels, different side points. And most people actually have never played or say or touch foot in their life, like yourself. You never played, right? So it's really pulling apart and teaching everyone from the get go, the beginnings. Um, and you said even just learning the skills, it was a bit harder, right? Yeah, it was like, it was like, I'm like, at the moment, like, we're on a bit of a learning curve, and we discovered that I can actually kick. I was so shocked Look, I can actually I was, kick. I was shocked too, you know? I was like, oh, wow, you guys can kick. But that's the thing, like, after our first training session, 
it was a fundamental to see where the baseline of our team was. It's only up from there, right? Of course, honestly, I always. But there was a potential, right? There is a potential, right? Even though I can't catch in motion. Yeah. <laughs> or pass in or motion. Or pass in motion. Um, unless they're on the ground. Look, you'll get there eventually, I think. But it's one of those things that, like, the more we play together as a team, mm-hmm. one, you get to know the game better. Mm-hmm. Two, you get to know your teammates, actually have more fun, mm-hmm. and be able to predict what they're going to do. So, the often... Even you probably say when you've played individual sports, right? Mm-hmm. If you knew your opponents, you can knew how to kind of like have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Same thing with team sports. If you know your opponents or even your teammates, one, you can work with them, and two, you can work against your opposition. Very true. Very true. No, I completely get that. But like, let me just go back to the kick. Like, I don't know. I, I was very astonished that I can actually kick. Look, I was surprised, but also not surprised Why? since how much into fitness you are. And all these, like you said, all these sports that you've done in the past, it's all about footwork, right? Mm-hmm. And so footwork and foot placement, if you can do that playing all these other sports where you need to move around a lot, then I'm not surprised. But I am generally surprised at the power, but also not really because of the gym, uh, but ha- the power behind your kicks. I'll give you that. You actually have Thank a good you. kick. Thank I'll you. I, I, do appreciate, I do appreciate a bit of big, big knowledge. Yeah, because like, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay at squatting, right? You're right. You do all right. Yeah. You do all right. You know, you're not bad. I guess you, you go all right. Yeah, I think it, it, it's the squats are finally getting are uh, being transferred to something else useful, right? Yeah, exactly. It's all that straight power. Huh. Uh, but as the game, like I said, as the game progresses, you'll play more. You get more experience with the game. A lot of what we're doing in those drills will make sense, and then it'll be more fun. Because we're going to, like, play around and play with the team and stuff like that as well. True, true. Yeah, because like otherwise, outside of a moment. Of Oztag, I go to the gym and lift four days a week. Then I do Pilates one day a week. I do yoga one day a week. It's very fit. Can I say that? Nice and busy and fit, right? Obviously, yeah. I, I don't know how you balance it. It must be hard to balance all that and work as well. It is super hard because, like, I remember when I was at university, right? It was my huge priority. I was following this program. I'll show you how to it. It's called like Bodies by Rachel. I have, I have it's heard like, of it, yeah. It's like, they're it's called, like, Move Us Now, like, by Rachel Dillon. Yeah, I have heard of it. Yeah, it's super cool. Like, I did, I remember I did that in university, and I followed it religiously, I did it a few times, and it was, like, six days a week in the gym. Six days a week in the gym? Wow, yeah. that's, a, that's a big commitment. Yeah, and because my uni hours, right? I was, yeah. My gym was 24 hours near home, so I was literally going at, like, 8 p.m. Well, to, like, 12 a.m. Yeah, yeah, well, as long as you get, get your workouts in, I think, as long as you can fit it in, it's fine. But obviously, as we've gotten working full-time, you're not going to be able to do six days a week. No, no, no. Like, I remember when I then started my grad year, um, so post-university work, mm-hmm. like, full-time in a corporate um, organization, it was, like, a balance. It was really, really hard. So, I've realized the best way to do it was, I was working in the city, right? Yep. And I'd, um, I didn't live in the city. And so, basically, what I'd have to do is, I would take my gym bag with me to the office and I'd pretty much either go to the gym before work or I'd go after work. And that's, that's the only a, way you could do it. A lot of people actually do that. Now, yeah. when you work full-time, but I think to that point, if you have fixed hours and pretty set hours, you can manage that. If you have pretty random days where you have to be in the office, crazy hours, right? That's when it becomes hard. Oh, definitely. I think it's gotten harder, definitely, as like we're progressing our careers. And because of that, I'm a morning person with my workouts. Like I have to work out at... 5 a.m. in the morning, as you know. Well, I have a strict a, bedtime, yeah. too. You go to bed early to get up early, which mm. is fair enough. And like I said to you, like, I think as long as you're in that kind of routine, yeah. you can adjust for that work and balance 
like exercise and socializing and all that stuff as well. But I don't think it's just if you get out of that routine, that's when it's like everyone is a bit like decluttered and unsure what where things do and and so that's when it becomes harder, obviously. Well, you still play you yourself. You still play a few team sports, yeah. Because I've only really got one at the moment, but you still play a few. Plus, you do gym. How do you balance them back with like all your work? Because like, yeah. obviously, health is important to both. Yeah, of us. How health, do you do it? health is uh, really obviously important to both of us. I think for me, my main thing is so like I keep talking about my routine. Similar to you, mm-hmm. often I will go to the gym in the mornings as well, and then I will sometimes do Oztag or other team sports I'm playing at night. But they're on set days. So my social calendar revolves around that. And I think we're also in a company in a space where, say, I do have these sporting commitments, right? I can log off early, go to do my sporting commitment, but log back on a bit later if I'm really that busy. Sometimes I'll just try to move things around, but I obviously prioritize sport. And it's also, it's a good social thing as well. Like, especially team sports. Like, I like seeing, like, a lot of sports I play with my uni friends, right? And so it's a chance that I see them once a week. Like without, because everyone's now working full time. And so I, like, I'd like to go anyway. And so with that, I just try to make sure that I can balance. Like if I'm really busy with work, sure, I may have to skip a game here or there if I'm really that busy. But I'll just try and make sure that if I do skip one game, I like make up for work or vice versa, make up in sport or gym um, so that I can still kind of balance it and maintain it. No, definitely. I completely get that. Like it is so hard otherwise, like, figuring that out and like the balance of things and I'm curious so do you think like, you would be like this if you were raised differently as a kid like for me it was like growing up I always had a sport and like I'm an extracurricular activity other than like sport and my parents always like you need to be healthy you need to have some kind of sport in your life at all times you need to constantly keep your body active yeah but interestingly enough my brother did team sports whereas I always did individual sports but I don't know there's a difference I don't know though because it's interesting because the thing is I had the opportunities to do team sports like my brother did I don't I just never had like an interest towards it like a desire everything I did was always just very individual like my brother he kind of wanted to try team things and so he went and tried team things it was really interesting because my brother had that different contrast but either way my brother and I still both have some kind of form of fitness like in our lives constantly yeah. he still plays team sports now um as a corporate for working about you know nine to five and then he has his gym i know and then for me it's always just been like gym or like pilates like it's individual. yeah individual. it's I weird think, i think to back to the question though mm-hmm. like if i had a similar upbringing to where my parents mm-hmm. are always like make sure you have extracurriculars and the school i went to as well mm-hmm. always like gotta have a sport gotta have extracurricular gotta focus on academics or studying whatever yeah. i'm doing um, and then, so obviously it's always about like my career, always about like social events, always about sport and also like not just being at home and stuff like that as well. Um, I think when I was growing up, my being in a lot of team sports, being in, um, a lot of different sporting teams, I've lost across a lot of different sports. I think I realized from a very young age that health and fitness was very important to me. One thing actually like. I realized it was so much that, so during school, I used to play multiple different sports, so like basketball, soccer, um, I also track as well, or football, I used to play track as well, and then I also played rugby, and so did some other things as well. I used to train six times a week during school. Wow. And then... HSA as well? No, so this was year 11. Year 11, mm-hmm. so the final year before, no, the year before our final year, I was training this much, but 
In year 12, my priorities was my academics. I wanted to get into a good degree, university. And so, but then the thing is, once I went to university, I went from doing six, seven times a week to zero. Oh, wow. And I, and I was really lost because I then I realized, oh, it's so much. And so go back to the question, if I didn't have that so much sport growing up, I don't think I would be that sporty right now. Sure, I appreciate sport. Sure, I play socially here or there. But I don't think I would be as sporty as I am right now. Oh, no, I completely get that. So then it's like, I find it interesting, right? It's like at work sometimes people always like, you know, really struggle to like maintain a routine and like do that. And I completely get it because I don't know, that makes me think like maybe is it because some people were like, I guess didn't have like that constant in their life or maybe they had it and yeah. it well, was maybe they had a negative much. experience like yeah um whether it's like too much pressure mm. or there was other external factors which might have influenced their avoidance from sport mm. but then i guess to that point if you are on different levels obviously coming now coming into a team sport everyone's on a different level if you go to a sport or go to games and you know that you're better than everyone else do you generally try to like work harder or do you generally just muck around and like play for fun Am I in a team or am I, am I versing someone else? Both. Let's say, let's say both situations. Individually and obviously in a team. Individually, because I'm playing a, a tournament or something, I'm versing someone, and if I know you're, I'm better than you, I'm going to absolutely smash you at it and come out on top, right? Of course. It's, it's, if you don't do that, you're going to get smashed. So yeah. it's, it's, it's only you against them. Yeah. Only- if I'm in a team environment, and that's a hypothetically, if I'm ever in a situation where I know I'm a lot better than everyone else, I'm going to want everyone to be exactly where I am or as close as we can be. And I'm actually going to help them figure out my weaknesses if they would let me and they ask. And I'm going to ask and I'm going to help them get better and better because inherently I want to win. Yeah. And I understand that to win, I have to be a team player. Yeah. So then therefore I want the whole entire team to be willing to work on it so we can all win together. No, no I agree with that. I think individually, you're always going to try your hardest. 100%, always. And you're only discrediting yourself if you don't. Exactly. Like, it's completely. Like, you're fooling yourself short. 100%, In yeah. In terms of a team, some people, so, depending on the level of the team, some teams mm-hmm. are very social, and it is all that social. But, sure, you want to kind of help improve your teammates so that they can beat the opposition. But if, in higher divisions, it's, sometimes often comes down to what do you need to improve on. Like, go back to individually, like, on higher levels, everyone is, like, obviously really, really good in terms of, like, skill level. So, yes, you want to bring people up, but it's more, at a high level, it's less about, like, coaching, per se. It's more about, okay, you know, I'm going to do this, try doing this, like, little hints and tips. Are people really direct? Because, like, you've played reps-level sports, right? Yep. Are people really direct and they're like, you need to improve on this. Yep. Like, get out. Uh, depending on the cultural team, I think yeah. some of the teams, yes. Yeah, that's brutal. First division football back at school. Um, we had some people. They're obviously really good. They're trying to get into like all the junior leagues stuff like mm. that. And I, I never had any motivation to because I played multiple sports. And so they would often get frustrated when, like, I was trying and obviously improving some of that. But sometimes they would get frustrated that I wasn't improving as much as they were improving or wanting to improve. But to that point, though, that's their pressure. They wanted to get juniors, for example, and obviously. Everyone knows they need the teams, like, lift them up as well. And this kind of thing is, like, as long as you know what you need to work on and you try to improve it, no one's going to fault you for that. So, like, even a team, if, if like, 
you are well, on the lower end of the skill level compared to the lot of the team, if you were genuinely trying to work at that skill, those other people who are higher than you, they can't actually fault you on you generally trying to learn and improve your skill. It's like self-reflection, right? If you know that there's a skill that you need to work on and you work on that skill, they won't give you pressure to work on that skill because you're giving yourself pressure. So it's a weird, it's a double-edged kind of sword. Like in reps level sport, it is different, but I feel like depending on the sport and how serious people are, it either could be a detriment and they could be a bit more like resentful to you or they could be a bit more like actually more supportive and guidance towards you. Interesting. I know I get that. I'm curious. So like, I just know like as a result of like fitness and like working out a lot, generally your physique changes, right? Of course. And your appearance changes. So I'm curious, do you think then we care too much about appearances these days or too little? If we're going on the extremes, too little or too less, I think mm. everyone does it too much. Why? Because of this, how media portrays everyone else. The way how media portrays society, everyone comparatively, everyone compares himself to who else they're surrounded by. And so that, if that's lifestyle, if that's career, if that's appearance as well. And so that's why I say too much. But I think that's one of the things that's very hard to change because everyone is insecure about something. True, thank you. So then, you're straight. So then, what do you think then about, like, say, I'm really curious. Generally, like, I'm going to sure. be honest, yeah, whatever you say in this response is I'm going to take it for grain of salt because I am a female and you have changed have no opinion of a female body. However, I'm still curious about your perspective, even though it's not going to be fully noted at this perspective, I'm going to be honest. Then what do you think, say, about females that have got, like, um surgery done say like the bbl kind of vibe for fake tits like do you think it's necessary or do you think let them be so i think with this like modifications it's mm. one of the things is this probably a two-part question right mm -hmm. do i agree with modifications i think modifications can be done if it's for you and it's personal makes sense but people often do them for their peers for to live the lifestyle I'm not going to deny that. So there's people who do it either for themselves or for their peers. If, ideally, you should be doing it for yourself. You shouldn't be doing it for your society, your peers, everyone else, for the opposite sex, for example. But I think to that point, people people can do what but they so want. I want to stop you guys. I wouldn't. I don't think for that. I think you're missing it, interpreting. But you shouldn't say for the opposite sex. You should say for this sex that you're appealing to your sexual preference no because not everybody's after the opposite sex no of course but yes good point. but it should be back to the point it should be for yourself 100% it should be for yourself but sometimes it isn't and if you want to if you are a person and you think this is going to try to attract the person that you're interested to then I don't see why you, why you should be stopped <laughs> but also people have preferences right okay. so people could do it doesn't mean you have to like it that's very true yeah it's interesting because then like I think something's kind of like sad and like I don't know for me I think it's sad that we've been pushed to this effort as females but there's like this huge thing about waist waist training have you seen it with like girls like yeah, this is with the corsets and all that yeah stuff, right? I have seen this I just think it's like but what are you, what's your thoughts on it then mine is that it just seems so so painful and sometimes we just need to realize that it's just genetics like I accepted years ago when a thigh gap was like a thing that genetically I could never have a thigh gap Right, just just my body wasn't built like that. Yeah, I think to that point. And I think the same thing with an hourglass, right? Yeah. Not everyone's body's built like that. Yeah, 
well, guys have insecurities as well. Like I've told you before, like, guys have insecurities, but their own bodies too. Just it's just different. I feel like so it's like press more on females though, than say guys, and then I feel like it's sort of manifests in a workplace sometimes as well. Do you get what I mean? Because you're in a workplace, and that people start talking about it, and it's like where do you go from there? No, I agree, but I think that's why like at work, like that's why people like to separate their personal and work lives generally because there's a lot if there's too much overlap then that's when it gets a bit complicated and sometimes sometimes you just need a break from like all the stress from that life gives you right so go away you balance do whatever you need to to make sure your health and well-being is all good that's true oh my god do we have too much overlap in our life now maybe uh, yeah. but anyway thanks so much for listening everyone yeah cheers um see you next time thank you see ya